Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. With the US on the verge of appointing their newest Supreme Court judge and the wave of headlines and controversy that decision has caused, it got some of you asking why we don't have the same thing here. It occurred to me, I don't know anything about Australia's High Court, how many men or women we have, how they're nominated. Do we have an equivalent of the Supreme Court? Why aren't our judges famous like Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Today, we take a look at the High Court of Australia and its role in governing the country. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. After sitting for nearly 20 hours of questioning by 22 members of the Senate Judiciary Committee over two days, Donald Trump's nominee as the replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court of the US looks all but set in stone. On Friday morning our time, the vote will be held to confirm Amy Coney Barrett's lifetime place on the bench, with all Republicans expected to vote yes and all the Democrats to vote no. But with the Republican majority in the Senate, it will pass. This is despite the many questions thrown up by the hearings and the tens of thousands of women who took to the streets to protest against Amy Coney Barrett's appointment. What I will commit is that if a question comes up before me about whether Casey or any other case should be overruled, that I will follow the law, applying it as the court has articulated it. And I promise to do that for any issue that comes up, abortion or anything else. With so much of the spotlight on the passing of women's rights champion Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her controversial replacement, it got many of you emailing in to ask about what Australia's equivalent to the Supreme Court is. Purdy Eads from Darwin wrote, I just listened to today's episode on the US Supreme Court nomination and it occurred to me I don't know anything about Australia's High Court, how many men or women we have, how they're nominated... Thanks to my high school legal studies teacher from 20 plus years ago, I at least remember that we have a High Court. The High Court was established in 1901 by Section 71 of the Australian Constitution, but it took the passing of the Judiciary Act in 1903 for the first bench to be appointed. The first three were all men. Sir Samuel Griffith, the former Premier and Chief Justice of Queensland, Sir Edmund Barton, Australia's first Prime Minister and the leader of the Constitution Conventions, the organisation that led to Australia becoming a federation. 
and Richard Edward O'Connor, a former Minister of Justice and Solicitor General of New South Wales. He was also the first leader of the government in the Senate. Dr Herbert Very Everett would be the youngest person appointed in 1930, aged just 36, but it would be more than 80 years after the High Court was established here in Australia before Mary Gordon would step up as the first woman appointed to the bench. She retired in 2002. In its history, the High Court has presided over cases that have divided the nation. In 1984, they played a role in what is now known as one of the worst cases of miscarriages of justice in modern Australia, the High Court dismissing Lindy Chamberlain's appeal for her conviction over killing her daughter Azaria at Uluru. In 2013, the High Court struck down the ACT's Marriage Equality Act, which for five days allowed 27 same-sex couples to legally marry in the nation's capital. The court found it was inconsistent with federal legislation on the matter. The High Court made the decision not to allow the Tasmanian government to construct a hydroelectric dam on the World Heritage-listed Gordon River in 1983. And in 1992, their ruling negated the 17th-century doctrine of terra nullius and inserted native title into Australian law, rewriting the basis of national land law and allowing First Nations people to claim traditional rights. You might know it better as Mabo. Forested Islanders Australia-wide particularly the Murray Islanders, are really thrilled with the outcome of the uh, High Court. So what does the Australian High Court look like today? How many men and women are there on the bench and how do they choose those people? Rosalind Dixon is a Professor of Law at the University of New South Wales. Rosalind, the question we keep being asked with all the headlines surrounding what's happening in the US right now is... How does the Australian High Court differ from the US Supreme Court? There's differences in terms of their role and the kind of cases they hear. And obviously, the thing that we're all thinking about right now is how judges are appointed. In that context, in the US, the president gets to nominate a justice to the US Supreme Court, but has to get the Senate to vote to confirm, whereas in Australia, the tradition is that the executive government, so the Prime Minister and the Attorney General in Cabinet, make an appointment and they don't have to get Parliament to agree to the appointment. Ironically, Australia has a tradition of appointing more non-partisan judges, so judges with a very distinguished legal career and not particularly clear ideological leanings, and the US is a much more ideologically laden process, but they do have to get both the President and the Senate to agree, whereas in Australia it's just the Cabinet, so just the government that makes the appointment after consultation with states and relevant legal bodies and the Chief Justice of the High Court. Has there ever been a very controversial appointment to the High Court? People who are old enough to remember Lionel Murphy would know that Mr Murphy was Attorney General and was a colourful character even before some of the later allegations against him surfaced. He was a very controversial member of the court. He didn't have a particularly strong commitment to legal tradition or legal form. He was much more interested in achieving substantive justice. And certainly on the court, that approach and the later allegations of perverting the course of justice led to great controversy around him. And later justices that have had much less controversies, Justice Hayden, Justice Kirby, notable figures and attracted some controversy, but far less than in the US. Do they get tenure for life like they do in the Supreme Court? 
Uh, no, there's a mandatory retirement age in Australia of 70 for judges. I think that's probably too young these days, especially for women who have interruptions in their career. But it is a for-life appointment subject to mandatory retirement. And in practical terms, many judges are appointed in their 50s, even late 50s, early 60s, in ways that mean that they only serve 8, 10, 15 years. There have been some very young appointments of late, Justice Edelman being the most notable. Justice Gage also a fairly young appointment and they will serve for longer. But the tradition in Australia is that senior members of the profession toward the peak and end of their career get appointed and so effectively they don't serve more than 10 to 15 years. You've mentioned some names that have been appointed of late. Who currently sits on the bench of the High Court of Australia? Who are they? The Chief Justice of Australia is currently Susan Kiefel, a Brisbane lawyer who has an interesting life story. She couldn't get a legal job straight out of law school. She was a legal secretary, but she went on to do law at Cambridge and have a very distinguished career at the bar in Queensland, is now our first female Chief Justice. Sitting down the road from her in Queensland in the Brisbane Chambers, because, you know, the High Court has its chambers in Canberra, but also all around the country, judges sit and go home to do their writing and write up judgments, engage with the local profession. Justice Edelman, who was a WA born and bred scholar who went to Oxford, became a professor there and then came back to WA and then Queensland Federal Court. Then you move south and in Melbourne, under lockdown, we have Justice Michelle Gordon, a leading tax commercial Federal Court judge who was appointed to the High Court, interestingly, to replace her husband, Justice Kenneth Haynes. So that was an unusual transition. And also in Melbourne is Justice Nettle, who's about to retire, and there's a lot of speculation about who will replace him. He's the most immediate departure from the court, and who will replace him is on everyone's mind. And then if you come to Sydney, we've got currently two justices in Sydney, Justice Virginia Bell, a leading criminal lawyer, one of the few openly gay judges in the High Court's history, again due to retire no later than next March. So again, who will replace Justice Bell is another important question. Justice Gagler, who I mentioned before, one of the younger and more uh, leading jurisprudential minds, in my view, on the court is also in Sydney. And our seventh judge is also a Queenslander, lest I should forget Justice Keane, who was the Solicitor General for Queensland, who's now one of the more conservative-leaning but fairly moderate centrist members of the court also in Brisbane. So Brisbane has the numbers which has traditionally been the right and privilege of Melbourne and Sydney. But no, that's the current court. So it seems like there is actually quite a few women in the High Court of Australia right now, but we know the first didn't happen until the 1980s. Has there been a lot of women in the High Court over the last 30 years? So there was a real tipping point in the early 2000s. So Mary Gordon, who you allude to, was the first member of the court who was female identifying. She was appointed out of New South Wales, Solicitor General for New South Wales, and went to the court. And she was a real trailblazer in her career. And for a long time, she was the only judge there, almost 15 years, only female judge. And then you get Justice Crennan, who was a Melbourne appointee in the early 2000s. And then all of a sudden, you get to three or four judges, and it's sat at that level almost ever since. And so there was a dramatic shift. One of the interesting things, of course, is Justice Gordon was a complete feminist trailblazer and since then the women on the court have been more mixed in their approach, their life experience, their view of gender justice and I think the court has become more female dominated but less identifiably feminist if that's possible to say but it's really wonderful obviously to see that progress. One of the things that is worth noting is 
that even though the court has become three out of seven female identifying, the senior members of the profession remain overwhelmingly male-dominated. The people appear before the court remain in speaking roles overwhelmingly male. And therefore, there isn't this kind of pipeline of change that you might think based on looking at the High Court itself. Is being appointed to the High Court the goal for the legal community of Australia? Is that the highest seat in the land and the the biggest promotion you can get as far as, you know, your role in the legal community of this country? Pretty much. Although one of the things that is worth emphasising is that lawyers, barristers at the peak of their career do earn more money than High Court judges. And they're a lot freer to go about their business as they see fit. The role of a judge is a huge privilege, but it's also a huge responsibility. You have to be impartial. You can't hang out with your friends if they're appearing before you. You have to behave in a certain kind of dignified way that befits being a judge. And it's a bit lonely as a result because they're just seven of you and you don't have that broader professional network. So I do think that it's worth emphasising that it's both a huge achievement and a pinnacle, but it's quite a big responsibility that has a lot of downsides as well and that we should be very grateful that really talented people are willing to serve on the court and want to. And some people who could serve choose not to, partly because of that mix of personal political constraint and financial sacrifice. So it's the ultimate goal for many and it's a very, very interesting and important role, but it does involve some degree of sacrifice as well. If you're keen to learn a bit more about how the High Court works but want to do it while reading a cracking mystery novel, Professor Dixon and her PhD students at UNSW wrote a book during COVID lockdown about the murder of a woman who also happened to be a High Court justice. It's called The Originalist and will be out soon. We'll publish a link in the show notes when it's available. All proceeds go to the University of New South Wales Student Hardship Fund. This quickie episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, with audio production by Ian Camilleri and guest booking by Mel Zauer. If you've got a new story that you'd like some more background information on, send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au or hit us up on the socials, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.